0: Welcome to the Faith for All podcast. This week, we are presenting a Faith for All discussion podcast where random members of Cross of Glory discuss a topic we find interesting, spiritually uplifting, or generally important. The topic of this discussion is prayer. What is it, and what is it good for? Let's join the discussion.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Faith for All podcast. Tonight, we're doing another discussion podcast. We have several members of the church with us, and we're going to be discussing prayer. So if everyone could start by introducing themselves.
2: I'm Nicole Moran. I've been a member of this church for over 20 years, and part of the things that I've done here is been a member of our prayer team. So I've prayed with and for people over the years.
3: Hello, my name is Debbie Murtaugh, and I also have been at COG for more than 20 years. My daytime job is I am an ELA high school teacher.
4: My name is Dan Murtaugh, and I as well have been a member here for 20 plus years. And yes, I am married to the person that just introduced herself. Um, I too, like Nicole, though before, am a member of our prayer team here who consistently prays on a regular basis for all kinds of things
5: and uh, excited uh, to talk about it tonight. I'm Nathaniel Knudsen, the summer intern here at Cross of Glory.
6: I'm Samantha Barcy. I've been going here for about 12 years now. I am also a member of the prayer team, and I help out with the 8.30 text prayers in the evening.
1: So let's start out with an easy one. This is to
3: whoever wants to answer. What is prayer? In my opinion, prayer is a conversation that you have with God. It's just a simple talk.
6: I concur. I think it's just... Can be done at any point in the day, whether on a walk with the dog. I believe it's just a simple conversation. I don't think there's really any framework that needs to be followed.
4: Um, I agree as well. It can be as, as casual as a um, as just a conversation in, in your head with with God, as, as friendly as you would have with your partner, your friend, or a coworker. But I also believe that there's other times that it's that it's not just conversation time. It's time for like where I specifically pray for certain people or problems or things, I guess, yeah, requests and things like that, that I would like to see God's help with many times. So, And then there are also, too, your typical structural prayers that sometimes are just because that's what we need to say.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with all of that, too. And, I mean, I would also add in that there's the um, aspect, like you said, of, like, the structured prayers, but... Also, prayer can be a time of reflection. Um, I think for some people that can be a reflective time of kind of what's going on in the world around them. And even that can, praying can help them to find God in places they didn't think of in the, during the day or at the, that time.
2: And I think, too, prayer is also about listening because you can't have a, if you're having a conversation with a friend but all you do is talk and talk and talk, it's very one-sided and, and prayer should be or often has a time of listening and waiting, you know, and you don't expect God to like actually talk to you directly, although that'd be great. I also would like billboard answers to my questions, but that has never happened either. But I, I just, it's that you, time to sort of th- sit and let those thoughts, I don't know, marinate for a while, because often you'll get an idea that pops into your head, and that's that's your response back.
4: Definitely a two-way conversation. You need to listen to. That's the hardest probably part of prayer. One of the hardest parts is is waiting for that answer. Um, uh, so like sometimes even just yeah, just sitting and being quiet, getting in touch with like your heart and listening to what really feels like the right thing to do or you feel like where God is leading you. But all time other times too, you could just you'd be listening and, and I've had many times where I'm praying about something about maybe something I am actually a preacher here as well. So I'll be thinking about, is this what I'm supposed to be preaching about? And I'll get an answer from the cashier at the grocery store or a flock of birds flying over or dogs running by, whatever the case may be, where I actually do hear the answer that I asked. And sometimes it is is plain as a billboard to me. And I'm like, okay, God, yes, that's what I'll do.
5: Yeah, I mean, there, i definitely had those kind of encounters too, but I mean, there's also the times when I'll pray about something and I don't get an answer for years. And I think that that's something that a lot of people can have a struggle with sometimes is when it takes years to get an answer or the answer isn't what you wanted it to be. Um, And so then it can seem like your prayer wasn't answered, but it was answered in a different way than you had anticipated.
2: And I think too, is what is prayer not is kind of as important of a question. And I may be jumping out of order. I don't remember if you had this on your list. Um, but you know, it's not a wishing well, like you can't expect that you, well, I, I prayed and I prayed well, therefore I am going to get the million dollars from the lottery this week. (laughs) Or, you know, that it's, it's not a wishing well. It's not something that is meant to give you something in return. Also, there's not a proper way to say it. There's, you don't have to be fancy and say thou's and these, like it's, You know, and I think that's what hangs a lot of people up from starting to pray is they think there's a certain order and a certain list and I mean and there are formulas out there for different you know, you should be gratitude and requests and other people, you know, there are kind of some formats that exist, but there's not one proper you have to do it this way or it's wrong. I mean, God listens to all the words, so it's not about a proper way. You don't have to be fancy. You don't have to say the Lord's Prayer, or you can if you don't have words. And sometimes just sitting and being quiet can be the prayer. You don't even have to find words, so.
4: I, uh, it's funny you said, like um, like a, a, a formula to pray for. Um, one of the things I do to pray every day, and again, I don't know if I'm answering questions that are already being at, or haven't been asked yet, Just because you brought that up that I talked, I do make sure that in the morning before I leave for work or whatnot, after I get out of shower and get ready, I have a few things that I put on me every day. I put on two rings, a watch, and a a cross over my, that hangs around my neck. And every day when I put on my cross, I thank the Lord for his son, my savior. Every day when I put on my wedding ring, I thank him for my wife, my daughter, and my granddaughter. On my other hand, I wear a uh, collada ring, an Irish collada ring, which represents family, friends, and love. And so that's when I pray for my friends and family. And then I also put my watch on, and then I pray for that I try to use my time in a good, positive way each day. Sorry about the times I don't.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a good point to bring up, too, is, like, the things that you wear are ways that can remind us to pray. And I know there's certain denominations and there's other religions as well besides Christianity that use like prayer beads that then you can use to kind of go through a prayer and so that's a different way of praying and kind of a more I don't want to say discipline but a spiritual discipline that they use to kind of ritualize their prayers and a way to keep them focused on what they're doing kind of like I said before like a reflection um, kind of time
1: you guys kind of touched on this a little bit why do Christians pray I mean, other religions pray, we talked about that, but specifically, why do Christians pray?
6: I think that Christians pray, I think my, for myself, the reason that I pray is that I feel that there is a, um, a God who loves me, a higher power, and someone who has my back. No matter where I go throughout the day, that I'm being, you know, watched over, that I, I am not alone. I believe that is a, a big part of it.
4: Another reason Christians pray? The Bible tells us to. I don't know if I could come up with off the top of my head the verses, but, well, there's the, you know, Lord's Prayer part one. Um, but, but yeah, it's mentioned in there multiple times that we should have conversations with God.
5: Yeah, that I would say also just to, I mean, if we're, if we think of prayer as a conversation and like, like Nicole said, not a wishing well, we can see it as bringing us closer to God and trying to help us to see the world and, the way that God sees it, instead of seeing it the way that the world tends to see the world itself.
1: Another question, if someone has never prayed before, someone comes to you and says, how do I pray? What would you say to them? What? How would you explain the best way to pray to them or a good way to pray to them?
2: I think probably a good way to start is to maybe picture a, a friend or, you know, who would you be talking to? And, you know, picture that person in your mind and just start telling them about whatever it is you're trying to pray about if it's you're worried about somebody and you want to pray for that person or you have problems in the household or you know something you're getting married and you're excited about it and want to ask for God to guide you guys it's you know just a a way to just picture somebody who you would already be talking to and just have however you would explain it to them let that be how you start explaining things to God and then it becomes more natural and feels less weird once you've done it a few
4: times (laughs) like a person like grandma or grandpa or somebody like a mentor that you're used you know that you would already come to to talk to about things that are important on your heart
3: there's a country song and um when a son is relaying to his dad how he learned to pray he said he talks to god like he was talking to a friend and the dad asks where did you learn that from and he said well dad i learned it from you i've been watching you And I I really like that, that kids pick up on things and friends pick up on things by watching you. Nicole is probably the best prayer I've ever heard in my life. And uh, she just, she talks like she's talking to a friend when she speaks and the words just roll off her tongue and it's pretty amazing to me.
5: I think there's something to be said. I'm going to add a little bit to this question here. But if someone doesn't necessarily know how to pray, but they don't want to just have a conversation if they want to get something more than just a conversation started i think there's something too, also like the prayer formats that there are out there that there is like if they're like well what should i be praying for that then you can add in like well there's this format that you can use when you're praying like nicole was saying that the gracious one or what i'm thankful for and like can you help us with this and Certain things like that, or even the Lord's Prayer would be good ones to start off. they wanted some sort of format to start out with. I guess one more
4: thing, though. Just don't be afraid to talk to God. Just don't, I, I, I mean, I guess it's easy to say, I talk to myself all the time. It's a, it, it's a, I imagine lots of us do. It's a lot like that, but instead of talking to yourself,
1: you just focus on God and talk to him. So the next question is a little bit more difficult. Why are some prayers not answered?
3: Again, I'm going to go to a song. (laughs) Garth Brooks, Some of God's Greatest Gifts Are Unanswered Prayers. Um, There have been times in my life where I really thought I'm going to pray really, really hard and this is going to work out. And thank God it didn't work out the way I wanted it to Mm -hmm. because it was not God's plan. It was my plan. And we used to have a saying around here, if you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans because sometimes what you pray for is not really what you need.
4: And the way I've always learned it, heard it, believed it, Nicole could probably back me up on it, is God answers prayers in three ways. Yes, no, and I have a better idea.
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean that those are that's a that's a good way to explain how it um, God kind of answers prayers in the way I see it. And I think sometimes too is along with that and something I wanted to bring up in this conversation was that like when we're praying, we might be praying for something our prayers don't change like God's outcome for things necessarily, but that prayer rather changes us and maybe our perspective on how we see things. And so sometimes the prayer might like the answer to the prayer might be a change in perspective um, from you by just praying. And so that, that could be another way where you don't necessarily see how the prayer is being answered, but you can eventually see it at like, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. So you can see it after it's happened.
2: Well, yeah. And I think that brings to the bad question what all prayers are answered. And I think Dan pointed, you know, it's just sometimes the the answer to the prayer is not the answer you wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. And a lot of like the prayer requests we get on the prayer sheet throughout the week are health requests and people who are praying for people to be healed from um, whatever, you know, disease and illness and injury and, you know, and, and having a healthcare background, some of the situations that have come up over the years and knowing the, the medical side of it, the prayer was answered and the person was healed, but they were healed by being called home because to have lived with whatever the problem was would have been way worse and would have caused a lot of suffering. So I think it, it is what Nathaniel had said, it's that reframing our prayer, You know, the, it changes us and our perspective and helps us to understand and keeps us connected you know, even if we're yelling at God, he doesn't care. Like, you're allowed to yell at him the same as you yell at any other person in your life when you're upset. Like, it happens, and but he doesn't care that you're yelling and upset about whatever the outcome is. It's just you're keeping the line of communication open. You know, as opposed to, like, we do it with families, too. Like, you, you're you either going to continue to stay in contact with this family member or you're cutting him off. Are you staying in contact with God or are you cutting him off? And so as long as we continue to communicate. We've kept that open. And also, even if we shut the door, he hasn't. He's never shut, like, he's always going to continue to try and communicate back with us, even if we're not listening.
6: I think that as far as unanswered prayers, I think a lot of times we kind of close our close our eyes, put the blinders on, and we look for the straight answers. I think that answers come in many different shapes and forms, whether it be people that we don't, plan for something could happen throughout the day that could help us put us on the right path. I think it comes, like I said, in many forms. And it's just about timing, too. When we sit and wait and wait and ponder and wait for our prayers to be answered, it may be much further down the line. And the timing is not just where we want it, but it's it's in God's timing.
5: I just want to go back quickly to what Nicole was saying about, like, yelling at God. I mean, <laughs> it, it's something that is real. And I think a lot of people think it can damage your relationship to God, but God's tough. God, God <laughs> is really big. Um, God can, God can take you yelling at him. I mean, it, yeah, I mean it's something that like we should be able to do. It's something that, I mean, praying can also be getting things off your chest. And so that is you yelling at God and it helps you feel better. I mean, I can see that is also a way of praying, and so I want to just acknowledge that yelling at God is something
4: that's okay to do. And like I said, thank God for that because I yell at God, and I have yelled at God many times. And sometimes that could be okay because I'm yelling at Him instead of yelling at somebody else that it's that isn't as strong and can't take it. And other unanswered prayers I have lots of lots of unanswered prayers and it's okay and a lot of times one of the reasons that you can say unanswered prayers are are okay is because a lot of times I'll be I'll pray for somebody and with somebody they're still my prayers but the answer is never meant to come to me so I don't know the answers and I never will and I'm not my my place to know it. Sometimes I hear back and people will say, oh my gosh, that was awesome. Or, you know, or you were right. Or your prayer, your your prayer helped me so much or whatnot. But other people, I'm sure I pray for and pray with, and that some don't even know it. And I never hear the answer. So it's okay for an unanswered prayer. Know that God's got it,
1: whether, whether we know it or not. So the next question is kind of similar to the last one. Does prayer really make a difference?
6: I think um, prayer makes a difference for you, but I think when you tell someone, if someone comes to you with troubles or concerns, I think that's where, for me, a, a big part of it is, when you let them know that you're praying for them. I, I, I think it's huge. I, let, I think it lets them know that you really care for them, that you're, their concerns, their troubles are worth so much that you're taking the time to talk to God and, and ask ask him for strength for that person or courage or whatnot so don't get me wrong believe it or not this may not be right to say but i had a friend who i told that um, i was praying for her and she said don't bother and since then we've had conversations about that but she's kind of come around It, it doesn't matter i mean people don't have to have the same opinions and views but um i further explained to her It was thinking about her and wishing her well in a different way instead of just that I was praying for her and
3: she kind of understood. So that kind of set me back, I have to admit that. I'm going to have to say personally, for me, prayer does make a difference. Um, A lot of times we carry a lot, um, emotionally, spiritually, not physically. But I feel that when I pray, it relieves some of that burden and takes some of the pressure and stress off. As a teacher... My kids, I can see that they are going through a lot, particularly when they've had a loss of a close friend or family member, and I'll ask them, can I put you on the prayer list? Can I put the family on the prayer list? Most times it's verbally, I don't write it down, and they say yes, and the look of relief in their eyes, and them knowing that I care enough and that more people that they don't even know will be lifting them up in prayer, means a whole heck of a lot to them and certainly makes a difference?
2: I'm going to say yes, because I feel like that's really kind of the only answer that's <laughs> really correct. It, I mean, it's it, the answer is yes if it makes a difference in your heart. But from sitting in the prayer chair, which is our term for at, during communion at, at our worship service, we have a chair set off to the corner that as people are returning their seats from communion, that they can come and sit with one of us on the prayer team and... If they have a concern or a joy on their heart that they would like prayed about right then, we will sit and pray with them. And it's sort of the same as Debbie had said with her kids in her class, that when the people come up to you to pray with you, it makes, it feels for them, it gives them something. It gives them peace and hope. And you know, as a person who prays with people, and thank you for your thoughts that I'm a good prayer, but it's it's not so much a skill of being able to pray as a skill of being able to listen and be a conduit. Because, you know, and if you've watched me pray at the front of church, like I don't when I do prayers with the people, I don't have them written. I might have an outline, but I don't have written prayers like most of the people do. I close my eyes, I take a deep breath, and then I start talking. And it's that that deep breath that is kind of my centering moment to help me just listen and let the words fall out of my mouth so that I let God use me to speak to people and so I and it's nothing crazy like I don't speak in tongues or anything weird like I just just talk and but it's you know that centering myself and allowing myself to just hear what God wants them to hear. Um, I had a weird experience oh my gosh years ago because every so often we'll do um, if the pastor's not here we might do a prayer blessing instead of communion and we had a family came up and as each one of them went by I deviated from whatever the prayer was I was had was had for the day and it wasn't until after the service was over they came back up to me because I'm like I don't understand why I'm saying these things to them and I found out that they were going through a divorce and their whole family was being affected and however the prayers were coming out was what that specific group needed so yes it makes a difference to me
3: you say it's not a skill, and I would disagree. I believe it's a sweet skill, and it's a sweet God-given skill that you have the ability to remove yourself from that and open yourself up and to be that conduit. I'm very envious of that talent and skill that you have.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and then also on the other, when you're up, when you're in that prayer I've and in that prayer corner chair, myself with with uh, with Nicole, or that Nicole talked about, and being in it. I just wanted to be clear that, though, it is, since we're talking about prayer, that it's not something you have to go to somebody else for, by all means. And that, I mean, absolutely, it's a little bit off the, the is this, is prayer, um... Effective, is that the word you said? Make a difference difference or impactful. That you don't have to, I mean, we talk about us praying for people or with people. Like, I don't believe, I just want to make sure everybody's clear that you don't have to go to anybody else to pray. If you don't want somebody to know your prayers, the easiest way to keep that to yourself is pray right to God and yourself. And he'll hear you. I mean, but for sure, if it makes you feel better to ask somebody that's a, a Quality prayer, like we have a few around here that are have the said gift that Deb was just speaking of, and yes, Nicole does have that gift. That it it is to to seek that out, and and being a person that has also been in that prayer chair, to 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 pray with somebody and then the hug you or cry and go, those were the words I needed to hear or, you know, or, and, and, or somebody say to you later, you were the answer to my prayers. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. And it, and it definitely makes, makes, makes me know that talking to God, even if some people think I'm a whack job for doing it, <laughs> it's that it makes a difference in somebody's li- in somebody's life and a lot of people's life. And it, and it works.
1: I'll get you Nicole, I'll get you a copy of those last comments. You can make it All your right. ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> Are there things that you just shouldn't pray for?
6: I I don't think there's anything that you shouldn't necessarily pray for. I think it's in the manner in which you ask. Um, I've learned over time as a a child, praying for specific things, wanting perhaps material things, other things in my life to happen, very, very specific things. So as I've grown up, I have learned to pray for a a general sense of uh, strength, courage, Peace in my life and that sort of thing. So I think over time in my life, it's it's changed maybe what I, what I pray for. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong. And I think for someone to hear that there's certain things you shouldn't pray for, I think might kind of scare them off from praying because I don't think there's anything wrong that you could ask God for.
4: That's a, a pretty kind of loaded question What's that speaking of country songs isn't there <laughs> one one that it, where they pray about I prayed for my ex's brakes to go out my <laughs> ex to fall off a cliff <laughs> hmm I don't think those kind of prayers would probably make God happy <laughs> I don't I don't know though In my Studies that I've done throughout my years as a Christian praying person that you shouldn't ask for harm to be done to anybody specifically. I think maybe maybe um, what Sam was saying, or what I kind of heard too f- through that, is a good way to answer this question. Is that instead of praying for, let's say, if you you know somebody you really didn't like or some. I don't know, politician or some whatever, some family member that hurt you. Instead of praying for harm to come to them, somehow you turn that prayer around to change their heart or help protect me from them or, or something like that. <laughs> Instead of praying for to hurt somebody or harm somebody.
3: The song is called Pray For You. And yes, I pray your brakes go out running down a hill. I pray a flower pot falls from a windowsill. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit tongue in cheek. I don't think it's meant to be vicious just to make
2: somebody laugh. Yeah, and jumping off of that, you know, do you pray for your harm of someone? And I mean, I can think of situations where you could want to, you know, like, Gosh, I think it was years and years ago now. um, There was somebody came and shot up an Amish school. And the community came together and prayed for the shooter. And so, you know, they used prayer as a way to forgive and to lift them up. But at the same time, looking around the world, you know, like looking at Russia and the Ukraine, it's very hard to not pray that something happens to this bad man who's doing you know, horrible things to a whole group of people. And, you know, yes, I should be praying that his heart has changed. <laughs> but it's hard when you have doubts about the ability of that to happen. And I suppose nothing is impossible with God, but boy, that can be, there are times when you worry and wonder and makes you think. But I would say, yes, I, I definitely try to not pray for harm to become two people.
3: The key word was try, right? Didn't you say, I try? <laughs> Just clarifying. Thank you. Yeah, I
5: mean, I I agree that you shouldn't pray, like, for harm to come to anyone, but also if, like, we're saying that, like, it's a way of getting things off our chest and a way of, like, going and, like, reflective, that if you pray for those things, that God might answer no, and probably <laughs> will answer no, but... <laughs> Um, if we're going with that prayer can be a way of getting things off our chest, then maybe you and prayer changes you, then it might change the way that you see it after your prayer. You're like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't have prayed for that. Maybe I should pray for something else um, instead. Very well said.
3: Nathaniel, I like your style.
4: Not that this discussion has ever been in our house.
1: <laughs> in the world, whenever something bad happens, you always hear our thoughts and prayers are with you is
6: that enough? I've heard people start out after that question and say, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes they don't think it's enough. As I referred to that friend of mine who said that originally, we kind of had a good conversation, like I mentioned, but I do think that thoughts and prayers are absolutely amazing, but I think that there's the next step, and that's taking action. I think it's about changing your heart, perhaps your ways, because I don't think that we can continue on, let's say, if we're praying for something different. I don't think we can continue on the same path and acting in the same manner and expecting change. So for, let's say, ourselves, and a lot of people think we shouldn't pray for ourselves. I've had friends who have asked me to pray for them because they don't want to pray for themselves, which is a whole different story, but thoughts and prayers, but then action is what I think.
4: From bouncing off that, when said, Violence happens and we hear those words that we hear from people saying our thoughts and prayers are with them And then the other people yell. That's not enough. That's not enough. I Think they're missing the second half of prayer that we talked about earlier the listen So those people that have the control to be able to make changes and do things When they say our thoughts and prayers are with you and then they end there and they don't listen for God to lead them and how they can make differences that stop said problems Whatever it is, environmentally or violent wise and gun wise, when when that's what people are he- hearing, that prayers and, and our prayers and thoughts are with you. But if you don't stop and listen to the answer that God had, you can do something that, if it is in your ability to do something, to you, let God use you to make a difference and stop said bad things that are happening. Uh, I mean, it, it'd be like saying that to my neighbor, uh, my thoughts and prayers are with you that I you know, I keep driving over your lawn, but I don't stop driving over your lawn or or you know, or my dog doesn't stop barking at you, I and I don't come out and try to, you know, stop said situation, then yeah, thoughts and prayers are not enough.
6: I think that initially when someone comes to you, you hear of a tragedy, I think when you say your thoughts and prayers are with somebody, I think that's a big comfort to them. I think it's it's great words to hear. And then it's a time to come together and and care for one another and love one another. But um, to bring back what I said earlier, I think then, you know, I'm not saying thoughts and prayers are not enough, but just my feeling is that then we can take action and make different choices and changes.
2: Well, and I think, too, the, the line, thoughts and prayers, has become such a Just knee-jerk response when something bad happens that it's not it's not genuine, it's not sincere. You know, if I've had somebody who was close to me that had a tragedy happen, sometimes all you have to give them, you know, besides a hug, are, you know, think about them and pray for them because there's there are no words you can share that are going to relieve their pain. There's nothing you can do. But I think it's enough when it's truly coming from your heart and you're sharing that with them, but when it's simply the correct line of speech to give in a situation, but you're not actually praying, you're not actually thinking, you're just, oh, thoughts and prayers, then I think people see through that. And it's that disingenuous, I don't know, being disingenuous, being not genuine, I don't know, um, that makes it that has made that particular phrasing almost meaningless for a lot of people is it's just not being said with the conviction and you know the compassion that it that those of us who are practicing christians who are praying for people do i think
4: that's yeah definitely that that a lot of people get that impression that you said your your thoughts and prayers but did you actually pray for god i mean i even feel that you hear that Just you know, friends or people you would meet, or you hear that you know, hear people say that I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. Do they always? Do they actually just say that? I I think a lot of people. Sometimes I even say that I'll pray for you, and then I don't. (laughs) But most times, I actually, if I say I'm going to pray for you, I'm praying for you, and I'm actually doing it. But I think that's probably most of the problem with that term. That when people hear it and 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 they don't believe that it's actually actually happening people aren't specifically getting in conversation with god over it
5: yeah i was gonna yeah completely go down that path too of it's said all the time but then how often do we say we're going to pray for someone and then completely forget about it 10 minutes later i mean it's something that's said quite often and then also i i think that it's not enough just to say it but i think also to walk with them if you can. After you say like in a tragedy, try to walk with them or check in how they're doing. Like if you're praying for them, you you would think that you'd wanna check in and see how they're doing after a certain amount of time. I mean, that's what I would think is that thoughts and prayers isn't necessarily enough, especially when it's kind of just become like Nicole and Dan said, just this response that you say after a tragedy and don't really do anything with it.
3: I think we've become desensitized to thoughts and prayers. It's simply lip service at this point. And if you pray for someone, it is important that you let them know that they are in your thoughts and prayers. But just like Nathaniel said, you need to follow up with them. I don't think that we can overestimate the power of touch, you know, giving someone a hug, t- um, touching them on the shoulder, explaining how sorry you are for them, and you will keep them in your prayers. Thoughts and prayers, I, I avoid that phrase because I just feel like it's become so overused. Just asking someone, I will pray for you. Can I ask others to pray for you also? I think that's a lot more impactful. Or do you mind if I share this with someone else? I think that's super important.
1: Normally I don't engage in these questions, but what I heard from everybody here was first you pray, then you act. And I think that that's important to specifically say that. I mean, everyone said that in their own individual way. But, I mean, that's kind of what prayer is. You know, I think it was the Pope that said, first you pray for the hungry, and then, then you feed, feed the hungry. hungry. And I think that's what everyone here pretty much said is, you know, you pray and then you act.
4: Even an act of listening.
1: L- listening is an act. Mm-hmm. Touching someone is an act. Changing things is an act. Um, so why don't we go around final thoughts? Just give your final thoughts on this topic and then uh, I'm going to throw some surprise out there. Uh, maybe someone here could close in prayer.
2: Um, I think there's never a wrong time to start praying. And if you've never prayed uh, to maybe today's the day you get to just sit down and start a conversation with God. And whether you want to look up the Lord's prayer or you want to just speak from the heart there's never a wrong time to start. So hopefully we've inspired some people to begin having that conversation.
3: Never a wrong time to start and never a wrong place to pray. A red light in the grocery store line when you're awake in the middle of the night and you can't fall back asleep. Taking the dog for a walk. Those, those, oh, I stole Sam's. (laughs) Those are the times that I pray when I have a spare 30 seconds to myself and I'm not Thinking about anything else, it's like Nicole said, you center yourself and you just open your thoughts and open your mind and your heart.
4: Hmm, I guess my final thought on on this conversation is, yes, I definitely hope that it would inspire somebody that might feel like they can't go right to God or Jesus and talk directly to either one of the two. Oh, yeah, and there's that Holy Spirit. You can speak with them too. Um, Any one of those three you can reach out and talk to. Anybody can. And don't feel like you're not educated, you're not qualified, you're not you're not anything. Because in God's eyes, we're all child of God, and that makes us all even. There's no more nobody's better at praying, or nobody. Even though Nicole's pretty good at it, <laughs> God doesn't hear her any better than He hears me or anybody else or anyone out there that um, might be nervous about praying. So just uh, feel free, or like. Like we've said also to reach out to people that I'm sure somebody in your world that you know is a prayer because there's a lot of them out there or a lot of us out there. Um, find one and pray with them and then follow what they do and ask them to help you pray. It'll be, uh, it'll be well worth it and definitely make a huge difference in your life if you can give things to God and let them keep them sometimes. That's the hard part. We take things back.
5: I think my last final thought is there's no prayer too short, no prayer too long, um, and there's not a uh, prayer you can prayer to, pray too often.
6: I think just um, pray where you're comfortable. Um, I think praying in the morning, um, praying in the afternoon, kind of keeping yourself in check, and then at the end of the day, thank God that
2: um, you've had another day here on His beautiful earth. This last one here was it? As, as is tradition to most of our church meetings, the last one to arrive is the one responsible for the prayer leave so. All right, join me in prayer. Dear God, we thank you for gathering us here tonight. We ask that you would walk with each one of us and bring us safely back to our homes. We ask that you be with all of the people who are listening to this podcast and that you would help them to find the way to you, that you would help them to hear your vice in their world and that you would help them to have the courage to reach out to you with their joys and their concerns and anything else they have to give amen amen Amen.
0: we hope you enjoyed this discussion and it gave you something to think about faith for all would like to thank nicole morin dan murtaugh debbie murtaugh samantha barcy Jeff Wanderson, and Nathaniel Knutson for their participation. The prayer team at Cross of Glory is always ready to pray for or with you. You can submit a prayer request on our website or in person at our 24-hour prayer box in front of the church. Additionally, a member of the prayer team is always ready to pray with you during our Sunday service as well. Come back next week when we will be starting Pastor Dana's sermon series on caring for the planet. Faith for All was created by Cross of Glory Church, If you'd like more information on Cross of Glory, please visit our webpage at crossofglory.com, where you can learn more about the church, see our upcoming events, and watch previous services and sermons. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube. Everyone, and we do mean everyone, is welcome to join us at 9.30 a.m. each Sunday morning for worship on our website, Facebook, YouTube, or in person at 14719 West 163rd Street, Homer Glen, Illinois. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends, family, and anyone else you can think of about it. Faith for All is available on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, or wherever else you find podcasts. Todd Mazzara created our original music, John Yuzardo engineered the sound, Jeff Wanderson handled the production duties, and I'm your friend and humble announcer, Andrew Morin. Thank you for joining us.